Hey, what's going on, guys? This is James. You're uh, listening to another episode of More Than a Podcast. Bring you guys more to greatness all the time, every day, all day. Well, not every day, but, you know, <laughs> when it comes around, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here to listen to uh, another episode. This one um, pretty much is going to be, you know, just shooting the breeze. I don't really have any, um, you know, topics this week. Because uh, last week I was, man, so last week what was going to happen, I was going to drop an episode and it was going to be like all about the DC fandom and stuff. And man, it was so much crap that just got in the way. And I was just like, bro, this is this is too much. And, if you know, first first it was going to be delayed by like maybe an hour or two. Then I said, OK, maybe I'll just put it up in the PM. Then I was going to do a Sunday and by Monday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm just not even going to worry about it. You know, the people who've seen the fandom, they've seen it, you know, especially by Monday, you know. Um, but, I, you know, for, for what for what it's worth, I mean, I'll I'll because what I was really going to do at, at that point was I was going to basically go through all of <laughs> what what they showed. But now I'm just to the point where, like most people um, who, you know, went through and saw DC fandom, you pretty much just boil it down to what you walked away with, um, the most impressionable stuff. So I'll just tell you straight up. So first thing I'll bring up is, uh, just to knock it out of the way is the black Adam trailer or sneak peek. It was cool. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'll put it out here to you guys, you know, and I think I've said this on some podcasts before, but as far as like Dwayne Johnson is concerned, like I feel like, you know, Hollywood is just a little oversaturated with his presence. So I don't get as excited to see movies with him in the starring role because it just because because I'm, I'm I still have the taste of, you know, his character from several different movies before because they all just seem to fall under the same umbrella i mean to me that's just me as a consumer most people can look at the range of characters that he's played and think and believe that they are all different to me it is not to me he just seems to play the same exact character in every single movie so i'm just a little so for me it's just like i'm not as excited about black adam as most would be um at least not from the aspect of dwayne johnson playing black adam um I'll definitely go and see it and I definitely think it's going to be a film worth worth people's money and worthwhile but you know like I said I'm not I'm not jumping out of my seat you know to you know watch the trailer a hundred times and you know and and gawk over it and whatever so you know it is what it is um it's so funny Aquaman 2 they showed uh you know they basically just kind of showed kind of a production trailer just kind of like them going through the flow of uh of you know making this new aquaman that's going to come out and you know aquaman aquaman is you know for one he's not one of my favorite heroes um and in that stretch i don't 
you know, I never gravitated towards the movies. So I haven't even I haven't even seen the first one. Like, that's just brutally honest. Haven't seen the first one. Not really motivated to see the first one. So in that same stretch, I'm not really excited about the second one. Um, but I guess if you are a fan of uh, Jason Momoa or Aquaman and, and, you know, the whole lore behind that character in DC, then, you know, I guess that's something for you. But for me, I'm just, I, I, I really, I mean, it looks like it's going to be good. You know, like it looks like it's going to be extremely interesting um, for the intent of an, of a great action film. I think it's going to serve the purpose for a lot of people. But just again, for me, it's just like I'm not bought into that character. So it really doesn't even, you know, uh, it doesn't even really ring my bell to like, you know, bring my attention towards that is like, oh, this is just one of the movies I got to make sure to check out when when it drops. Just not not for me. But I was excited about um, Gotham Knights, the video game. Man, that looks good. That looks really, really good. Um I'm excited to see how that all plays out as far as like uh, online wise, because I know that you're going to have the four characters. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, you know, is it going to be like drop in, drop out? Is it going to be, um, you know, just people that are on your friends list that are able to join you? Um, you know, can you go through the whole, campaign and you know just have uh you know the computer um control the other heroes at, at any given time um and in that same stretch can you switch from you know hero to hero um you know or 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 is it based on you know like once you go towards a level it's kind of like okay you're going in this level as bad girl you know like I, i'm i'm just interested to see how that all plays out i am um so here's here's a funny thing. So so and I think I think because you're going to hear me say a lot about how I'm not invested in in certain characters or whatever. But it's only really because when I grew up, I grew up a Marvel fan. So a lot of what DC brings to the table, it's literally some it's literally things that I just don't understand because I don't have the history to fall back on it and say, oh, yeah, I, I totally know, you know, what this is or what they're referencing here. So, um, you know, but I do find a lot of things interesting. So like with this uh, with the Court of Owls, you know, like I I know like a very small, uh, you know, notion of, of what that of what that is in the Batman lore. So knowing what I do, it's just like, OK, that, you know, that's not that's not something that Batman proper, you know, in the Arkham games has dealt with. Um, maybe they've alluded to it, but for, you know, for the, I guess you want to call them the sub characters to have to deal with such a, you know, large threat, you know, it's just going to, it's to me, it's going to be like a really, um, it's going to be a game that's going to stand out on its own. Like that, that's how I look at it. I think the game is going to be able to stand up on its own as a, as a, you know, a game comparable to the Arkham games. Um, but we'll see, um, you know, as far as Rocksteady's game, uh, the suicide squad, that one actually looks good too. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm really just excited. I think like, I think like if I play that game, um, 
you know, I'm probably going to play it just with the motivation of running into the heroes um, as they are. I guess the heroes are villains in, in this game, um, you know, albeit they're controlled by Brainiac or something. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know wh where they're going with the plot in the game. But, you know, obviously you're not playing as the heroes. You're not playing as a Justice League and you got to go out and you got to eliminate them. And, um, you know, they showed they showed some some heroes in the trailer, like the first trailer they showed uh, that Superman. And uh, I thought that was kind of cool because I remember like through so many years, there was just all this rumbling and talk about how Rocksteady's next game was going to be a Superman game, which to me, it would have been a little weird. Um, I think any game that revolves around somebody who is like basically like god tier it just doesn't make sense unless you're just unless you're just making the game to chronologically tell the story of said character you know like to just basically have you play the events of said character but when it's like when it's literally like you just you know, oh, you know, we're just going to level one, you know, and, and just, you know, beat up this many people. It's like Superman doesn't beat up people. He just, you know, he could he could just change. I mean, he could hit the ground and, and people would freaking, you know, um, you know, people will fall over from a mini earthquake or whatever. He could blow his breath and just freeze people like it's so much that Superman and himself can do, which that's going to be something that I'm I'm interested to see as far as how the um, Suicide Squad deal with superman controlled you know by brainiac and you know like there's they did show john stewart uh green lantern uh they showed the flash they they didn't i at least i didn't see it um but I, i've only watched the trailer once um i know they showed like the lasso of truth but i don't think they showed the face of wonder woman so um there's still that um and i'm pretty sure they're going to release some other um you know, some other heroes that you're going to have to eliminate with the um, with the Suicide Squad. But I, I'm also hoping that they bring in some more sub characters to play as um, the Suicide Squad, because I think like the initial four that they have, like they're cool. But I definitely think it will be. But OK, so so actually I'm going to double back on that because I'm you know, if it came down to keeping the original four as as the only characters you play as but just flesh them out so that their dialogue and everything is super tight, then I'll go for that. I'll, I'll totally go for that, you know, cause I, I would much rather have uh, fleshed out characters um, than to have multiple characters, but they just don't have any kind of body to them, so to speak. So I'm excited for it. Um, I'm also excited about the uh, Batman animated series. that's going to be coming out. Um, they got another, animated series it looks like it's in the noir style um which to be quite honest i mean uh batman the animated series kind of gave me that feel too i mean even though it was in color and stuff but it kind of gave me like a 1940s 1950-ish type of um you know jazzy kind of feel i used to i i used to enjoy that one a lot um that was one of my favorite cartoons of all time um and it was so funny because batman the animated series came out around a time where you know as a kid becoming a teenager you know you kind of get into that that realm of like 
not watching cartoons anymore or you know you're or at least your friends aren't doing it so you you obviously want to follow suit but i don't know one friend who wasn't watching batman the animated series i mean that who they made that show for i have no idea but i know it wasn't it it was definitely kids in transition of 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 understanding you know more than just the the you know the kitty kitties saturday morning uh stuff that they used to put on i mean it was such a good such a good show um I mean, I, I honestly think Batman the Animated Series was better than um, X-Men, um, the animated show. I think it was way better than X-Men. I think it was better than Spider-Man, Iron Man, all those shows. I think it was, like, combined, I think it, I think it was hands down the best um, cartoon superhero show ever made. Batman the Animated Series, just amazing. So I hope that with this new one, I hope that they I hope they put out enough um, of a spin so that it doesn't quite feel like the animated the original animated series. But it does give you a vibe of, of you know, something different. You know, like I, I definitely want to feel something different, but I just I don't, it's it's so hard to explain because it's just like like I said I'm just so in love with the original animated series like I kind of want I I kind of wanted to follow the foundation but I just wanted I definitely wanted to take its own spin on how it tells its stories there you go boom just explained it um but yeah that that's one that I'm definitely um interested in uh what else did they show they showed a bunch of stuff they had a bunch of stuff um Oh, yeah. Well, the obvious, you know, the uh, Batman trailer, man, let's talk about that. So the original Batman trailer that was released was really, really cool. I think they did a really good job establishing the uh, the foundation of the characters, you know, giving us a upfront, you know, glimpse of the Batman. And ultimately, you know, through the first trailer, showing us the capabilities of this particular Batman. And the one thing that is more persistent than Batman's we viewed in the past is that this Batman is all about just kicking ass. Um, you know, like that, that first trailer, I think I've watched it like over 50 times. And that particular scene where, you know, the, the goon ask him who the hell are you supposed to be like i've watched that like you know like that's usually i think that is the equivalent of the 50 times i've watched it like i don't i don't know how many times i watched the full trailer but that particular part more than 50 times i mean just him putting that smack down was just something to see and i don't think that there's been a batman who's been that well i guess i guess um you know i guess the dark knight batman um uh christian bale's batman i guess he was a little bit proficient as far as like the i guess you want to say like the kung fu or, or the martial art martial arts style of dealing with foes but his was his his way of dealing with foes was more deliberate where robert pattinson's batman his his way of dealing with foes looks more erratic like he looks unhinged and to me that like that is the that is the telling of a story that i definitely want to invest in like 
I, you know, you, you hear about it all in the comics, um, but you don't really get to see it in the movies, or at least I never saw it in the movies, where, you know, the uh, the point of Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne being Batman and all that he's going through and the reason that he does what he's done and, you know, and, and he's a vigilante and this, that, and the other, you know, you never really get to see the unhinged, like, I think he's kind of crazy type side you know we've always looked at him as just the, the suave character or the genius or you know just the vengeful person but vengeance and madness are two different things and even if he labeled himself in the trailer as vengeance dude is like he's on he's on something else and with this second trailer i mean it is way more evident that this dude is like seriously off his he he's he's off his rocker man um you know like i i don't know who he was intimate or who he was trying to intimidate in the in the uh jail scene he was sitting in front of somebody people say it, it's riller some people think it's not um like it they, they think it could be a prelude to uh the joker i i don't know i don't really i don't really want to speculate too hard but you know for him to just kind of like hit that glass so so hard and 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 like you know you know, he, whatever it was that he said, cause I couldn't even make out what he said, but I know whatever he said, he meant it. And it was just like, dude is like really unstable. Like Batman's usually a calm collective person. Um, you know, there was another scene where he was beating somebody down and they, like, if you looked at, and I think Catwoman was like behind him and the look on her face was like sheer terror. And, you know, it was, it was something that I heard I don't know where I heard it, but I definitely want to look into it. But I heard I heard that that this Batman movie was supposed to be uh, like a pseudo horror film. And if it is, that's going to be a really good direction because I definitely want to see that Batman, the Batman that people fear. Right. Can you imagine if they if they direct a film where you leave the theater and you are scared of Batman? Like, that's kind of what I want. I kind of want to I kind of want to walk away and feel the way that, you know, the public of Gotham feels about Batman. Like, he's not a hero. This guy is this guy's crazy. He dresses up in the middle of the night and he goes and he he, you know, he beats down on people and, you know, he uh, exacts exacts his own brand of justice. And it's just not right. But at the same time, I don't want to say that too loud because he could be coming for me, you know, <laughs> like it's so much to unravel with with this this version of Batman. But I tell you what, that closing scene with uh, with uh, Oswald Cobblepot, uh played by Colin Farrell, man, that was that right there was kind of scary uh, where, you know, he I guess he thought he had gotten Batman. He's like, I got you. I got you, you know, like, like, you know, like you didn't get me. I got you, you know, and that, that damn Batmobile came out of the flames of hell. And I mean, it sped up behind him and, and basically turned, you know, um, turned his car upside down. And the way that Batman was walking towards that car and even like, even penguins face, like his face was, like like he was letting off a couple of bricks in his pants like 
he was scared. You could tell he was scared. And I'm and, and I'm all for it. I am super into the more fearful aspect of Batman. It's it was kind of the way that they gave you Batman in the in the uh the first Tim Burton film, you know, he was more like it was more like mythos, like they didn't really know if Batman existed. And most people thought that, you know, he was invincible and this, that and the other. Like, yeah, if they can go back to like that, but just add the unhinged nature of him being a human. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So I'm so that is a film I'm highly excited for. Um, yeah, I can't wait till they till they let that one out. That that one is going to be. A really good uh, a really good film to watch out for but I'm thinking you know I, you know the the big thing you know the big thing with uh, WB and their partnership with HBO Max you know I think that by 2022 that's gonna run out so I don't think that I'll be lucky enough because you know like I, I've I've still been hesitant as far as COVID and all that jazz like I've I still have not gone to theaters um, since they initially shut down, you know, because I just, you know, it's like, yeah, we're in a safer place. You know, people are taking care of themselves, you know, um, you know, people are masking up, people are getting vaccinated, but it's more like, you know, a choice and not, you know, not a requirement. So, you know, I'm still of the mindset that, well, I just don't want to play victim to someone who a doesn't, you know, believe in masking up and B doesn't believe in getting vaccinated but c could have full-blown you know covid and sit next to me and then you know i end up contracting something and it's it's like it's yes it's put me on edge i'm not you know it's not it's not like i'm fear-mongering or anything like that but i'm definitely cautious to you know the safety of myself so i've been one of those people that have been just praising hbo max for their partnership with uh uh, WB and like being able to see all the stuff that was coming out in the theaters, even recently, like I just watched uh, Dune, which I was highly excited for. And I and I honestly thought that Dune was going to be a theater only uh, movie. But I was sitting at work yesterday and was flipping through. I, it's oddly enough, I was flipping through a lot of my subscriptions just to see when uh, things would be due, making sure I could pay for it all. <laughs> and um yeah, I, I went on my HBO Max and they were like, oh, Dune now streaming. I'm like, whoa, OK. And that and that was a, that was a that was an interesting film. That was an interesting film. And I'll and I'll I'll set it up like this. I haven't read the book. I didn't see the original film. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of stars in it, you know, a lot of notable faces, people that, you know, um. But to be quite honest, I, I they could have they could have had less notable faces there and it would have still been a poignant, you know, story for me. Um, you know, I, I know people will say, well, it's no, it, it's not going to be any better than you actually picking up the book. That's all fine and dandy, but I'm never going to pick up the book. Um, and for what it's worth in them retelling a story that they've already, you know, told on film. I think this one has a good direction. Um I don't know the story on how they plan on doing this Dune movie or if this is the only one that they're going to do it by the end. It didn't seem so. So by the end, it definitely seemed like there was more 
uh, to bear witness to. I'm hoping that this does uh, produce a sequel or if they are already doing a sequel. I definitely hope to see that uh, sequel sometime soon because what I looked at was pretty interesting and, you know, it was a really uh, fun tale about, you know, the alternate side of how, you know, life as we know it could be or could have been. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a space opera, but it is definitely just an alternate to, uh, you know, some type of reality. And I was, I was just completely taken. I was like, man, this is, this is really cool. And, and it wasn't too hard to understand the concepts by which they lived and how things operated. Like it was, it was super simple to catch on to all that stuff. So I didn't, so I didn't really feel left behind. I didn't really feel like, oh, how, how were they able to do that or anything like that? Like, no, they lay, they, they laid everything out very simplistic. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I followed along and I enjoyed every bit and it was good. It was really, really good. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, I think the experience would be different, um, you know, in a theater, but I don't really feel like I lacked anything, you know, looking at it on my tablet or my phone or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd lost anything out of it. It was the same thing for like Mortal Kombat. Like, I don't think I lost anything looking at Mortal Kombat on my phone when it first released. Um, you know, I was just as hyped, just as excited, you know, turned around and watched it a second time right after, the, you know, it ended and didn't think twice about whether I should have saw it in a theater or not. But going back to the original point, like who's to know what they're going to do with the Batman, you know, would I be happy if, you know, they renewed that deal with HBO max and, uh, you know, and, you know, allowed that to stream day and date with the uh, theater release. I would totally be down for that. I would absolutely be ecstatic for that. I think it's less than likely because, you know, big corporations, they don't want to share money. Nobody wants to share money, you know, and, uh, you know, they're already slicing a piece of the pie with, you know, um, you know, these movie houses and, and whatnot. But, you know, to do it with streaming services, it's like, yeah, it's another stream of revenue. But I mean, it's probably so minute to them that they focus on they they probably want to focus that finance on more advertising or something else that would help to you know build on their release other than putting it in another medium like i it, it to me it to me it doesn't make sense but i mean to them this is what they talk about in board meetings all day and i don't know so um you know if if you know if they do they do if they don't they don't you know but by the time the batman does release I think by that time I will either be just as cautious as I am now and just take the chance or I will probably just not have to be as cautious and then I can just go ahead and, you know, go on my own free will, you know, without much to worry about. I, I don't you know, that all just depends on society. It just depends on where we are, you know, by that time with this whole pandemic thing. I mean, I know we're in a better place than we were six, eight months ago, um, but you know, who's to say? So we'll see how that rolls. Um, what else are we gonna talk about? Yeah, so you know, it's really funny because um 
out here, you know, in California, people are just going crazy. And, um, you know, and, and I mean that in the best way, because I think California is just one of the most awesome states, you know. But there's there there's a point to liberal nature that there's only a point that I can stand in liberal nature. And, you know, all this stuff about. So I don't know how many of you have seen the Dave Chappelle special, The Closer. Um, I've seen it. I think it's cool. Um, it's not necessarily funny. And I don't, th- I think funny is a byproduct, you know, in the new Dave Chappelle specials, especially the last three. Like, I think the first couple, cause I think he's done like five so far. Um, and I think the first two, they were, they were absolutely hilarious and they were meant to be hilarious. And I think, that even in those there were like small snippets of just kind of his personality kind of coming out as far as um, his views on certain things. And, um, you know, in the last three, they, they were definitely soapbox moments where, you know, he was definitely expressing his views, his beliefs, and ultimately his stance. And, you know, now it's like, you know, we got, you know, they call it the cancel culture or whatever you want to call it. You know, they're calling for Dave Chappelle's head. And I don't know. It's just like a it's like a fruitless labor, you know, and they recently had like this, you know, I guess this kind of powwow in L.A. Uh, where they gathered, you know, for, you know, the trans community and, and this, that and the other, which, again, like I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not against trans people. I'm not against gay people i'm not against bi people i'm not against anybody i got i got gay friends bi friends i got all kinds of friends and i'll continue to have all kinds of friends um but in that same stretch i feel like a lot of what is being compared to the injustices that certain people are suffering i think i think there's i think a lot of it just doesn't hold water so you know like you know like there's this whole scenario being painted that you know Dave Chappelle's special is causing suffering within the trans community and it's like is it really like is it really is it truly I I can't personally know because I'm not trans but like somebody explained to me like how this is like like how is this guy like hurting you or harming you you know point out exactly what it is that he's doing because trust me the the same you know the same jokes that he would say about trans people or gay people or whatever he and many other you know comedians will say about black people white people mexicans everything it's just a part of how we enjoy our existence in life you know like if you can't look and laugh at yourself, you know, for being who you are, then I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I mean, I look at I look at comedians all day talk about how black people are and this, that, and the other, and a lot of it that doesn't pertain to me, I think it's absolutely hilarious. The stuff that does pertain to me, I think it's even funnier. 
Like I'm like, hell yeah, I, I absolutely do that. Yes, I do. When I'm at, when I'm at a store, that's exactly what I do, you know, and I'm and I'm laughing. I don't I don't sit there and, you know, make a point to say, oh, I feel like I'm attacked or, you know, or or, um, you know, anything that devalues me as a person, you know, is being um, is resonating through somebody's somebody's act, you know, like and and and. It would be one thing if Dave Chappelle was acting in some kind of malintent and he's not, you know, and and to be quite honest, I think I think everything that Dave Chappelle says. And this is this is one of those things where, you know, like I said, I, I, I caught I caught on three up three uh, specials ago. What what he articulates is pre thought out. He knows exactly what he's going to say. He knows exactly what he means to deliver it's just a matter of how you receive it but it is not his intention to mean or deliver any type of harm you know to anyone so i just think it's wild because like i said they're you know they got these protesters out here and you know and and i guess they staged a walkout at Netflix, which I don't really think it did much of anything. And, um, you know, they're making demands on Netflix, you know, which, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess for, for the intent of, you know, more inclusionary content, I guess that, you know, that means something, but calling for someone to just be outright canceled or, you know, or devalued or, or, you know, whatever, whatever, however you want to paint the picture. Like, I just, I just think that that's all signs of the danger in the society that we live today. You know, I was just talking with a, with a guy, uh, was going over, got a funny story about my skateboard, but I'll, we'll talk about that. But I was talking to the guy, um, at the skate shop and, and we were just saying, you know, it's so, weird in the in this day and age how we have to act towards each other you know we're and we're putting this on to each other you know and one of the sentiments that he expressed was i don't feel comfortable talking to women i just don't and i told him i, I was like i totally agree i totally agree because you have because now in this day you have to have a precursor to any advance of conversation that you are wanting to, you know, to act on. Like if you want to say something to a woman, you have to let her know as a disclaimer that you don't mean any disrespect. You don't mean to have a sexual undertone. You don't, you know, whatever it is you may feel will get misconstrued. You have to straighten that out before you could even say hello. I think, I think it's so weird. I think that's so weird today. You know, and I think it. I, I you know, like again, it's it to me. It's like the doom of our of our culture because you know we're 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 underlining every little thing that we use as interactions as human beings as things that need to be checked or replaced or you know or punished or whatever. And so now we're just in this place where, you know, everything is just supposed to be so godly and so right. 
and I don't really mean godly in a religious sense, but I just mean like, you know, it's it's funny because it's like even with even with like people who are trying to do good today, they are punished for things that they may have done wrong yesterday. It's like, how can you possibly stand on this hill and say that, you know, you're fighting for women's rights when, you know, five years ago you said, you know, my girlfriend is a lazy bitch or blah, blah, blah. And that was just you being a sexist pig. And you can't you know, you're just a walking contradiction. And I don't understand how you can just stand up on that stage and say what you said. (laughs) You know, like this is the culture that we've bred. And this is exactly where we are. And to me, it's disgusting. Like to me, it's just absolutely disgusting. This is, you know, it, to be quite honest, things like cancel culture and COVID-19, these things do not affect me. And I'll tell you why, because I'm already introverted and I already don't talk to people. So I don't have any problems with any of this. So I'm not in people's faces giving people, you know, diseases or viruses or sicknesses. And I don't want people in my face. I stay I've been steering clear of people for years. So it has never been an issue. People ask me all the time. Oh, you know, you're you know, you better be careful. You're going to get I'm not going to get anything. I've been walking away from people. I've been crossing the street before, you know such and such a people come within six feet of me. I don't, I don't play. I, I don't cause, because my thing is like, I'm always aware of where I am and who I'm around. And now I have to watch, you know, exactly what I say if I choose to say anything. Cause I, cause like I said, I really, I really don't say anything to people. I really don't. I actually felt sorry for this young lady who sat next to me at a uh, at a uh, cantina that I went to a couple of weeks back, and you know, in 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 a in a normal world, I would have loved to just had looked over, even if even if her intention, even if she was a married woman and her intention was just to come in and get a beer, and that would have just been that, we could have had a conversation about that. But I refused to have a conversation. I re- I refused to even look in her direction because I didn't want anything to be a misconception of my intentions as a person. And that's scary. That's scary. And I, and I, and I guess the the scary part for me is that I don't understand who's setting these rules up. And I don't understand that, you know, and, and if I knew who was setting these rules up, I would want to see how they are above the same rules that they are setting. You know, because this is a whole society of people that are just like, yeah, you know, you know, when guys come up and they say this to a girl, it's just so gross because, you know, we know that they mean this. And it's like, how do you know? You can't know anything unless I tell you, you know, but like like I was having a conversation with, with the guy, it's like you literally have to lay every you have to lay out a blueprint. And have everything based on a valid intention before you can even get to the social interaction. It has to be laid out what the intentions are. That, that to me is just weird. That to me is just absolutely weird. You know? And we were also talking about like just this mentality of like this microwave culture. That's what I like to call them. I don't, I don't know much about cancel culture, but I know a lot about microwave culture. You might be asking what the hell is microwave culture? You know, you got the, you got this culture now 
and this has a lot to do with like like you know like even with this ps5 stuff you know all these people who get these ps5s and then they turn around and want to flip them you know they'll buy for 500 want to flip it for a thousand and it's just like it's sick because everybody wants to get something that they can't go rightfully earn you know with with work and integrity and i and everybody just wants to find an easy way to get to get a grand payoff you know it's like that's the whole reason i quit social media because it's like it, it was just disgusting you know like i like don't get me wrong i love interacting with genuine people about genuine things but when we're sitting there you know talking about algorithms and i'm not saying that people are explicitly like you know you know my algorithm no but you know i'm looking at people that i care for and care about losing their mind because they aren't catching the appropriate amount of attention or views or clicks or likes or favorites or whatever and then it's putting them in the dumps but this is the culture we live in where that's the only thing that matters right that's the only thing that matters is this is this mentality that being on the top and being that that number one liked person is is all that matters and and in order to get there i got to do whatever it takes and for the most part doing whatever it takes means doing something either really nasty or as a woman be doing something really nasty you know what i mean like that why do you think only only fans is so big because you got these women that are willing to exploit themselves for a payday but these are the same women that will call you gross for saying that she looked nice in you know maybe a pair of jeans or whatever or you know you thought her outfit was was nice well, what do you mean by that you know like it, like it, it, it turns into one of those conversations you know it's like everybody just everybody wants to get so much for so little they want to put in so little, but they want to be paid out so much. It's 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 gross to me, man. Like I like that's why like I don't like I don't even invest I don't even invest my time in like YouTube anymore. You know, like viewing like like I'm very 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 picky about what I watch on YouTube now, and I think it's really funny because especially like here here here's a kicker. I pay eleven ninety nine for uh, YouTube Premium. Right. So that's without the ads. Um, that's, uh, I guess, YouTube, like their premium content, whatever they create under their umbrella, which I never look at. Um, and then uh, YouTube music. So I so I give my music and that's basically that's like the, like the two main things I take away from that subscription is my music and the uh, the ads free. But what does the ads free really mean when you have these creators who are literally stopping short of their video to say, before we get started, I just want to give you. A, and it's like, no, I'm not going to watch that. It's like I pay to get away from that. That's what I'm paying to get away from. And I, and I don't and I don't. And to me, that's not a that's not a loophole. Like that's not that's not a that's not a comparable loophole to me. Oh, if we can't play it in the beginning of of the video, then we need to just say it in our video. It's like, dude, no. Because for what it's for what it's worth, 
My 1199 should also opt me to have a button that comes up to say, skip this ad. Because I don't want to hear you talk about an ad. Like, you, you should see me, man. Like, when I'm on YouTube nowadays, you know, it's like, if if you, if at any point your flow stops from delivering me the initial message that I that I clicked on your video to receive, I just exit out. I hit a dislike and I X out. And I, and then I, and then I I say I don't like this video or or you know I don't like this creator. I don't block people, but I just say I don't like this content. It's not what it's not what I'm looking for. And I just think I think that's and yeah and again it's just it's it's I, like I get it. You know, people want to be creators. Everybody wants to be a creator. Everybody wants to be a creator. And so for what they're creating, you know, yeah, you get into a space where people are, you know, you can you can kind of get ad revenue. Oh, you know, if you talk about Manscape on your thing and we'll pay you so many cents on the dollar whenever people click on this on your video and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, bro, I like I just don't have time for that. Like if I wanted Manscaped, I would just go and get Manscaped. But how would you know if you wanted Manscaped if we didn't show it in the video or talk about it? Because people look up what they need. When they need it, they'll look it up. I'll go to Google and I'll look it up. You know what I mean? And if Manscaped or or whatever the hell these people talk about on their videos before they talk about the content I'm looking for, if any of this stuff was worth its grain of salt, it would come up number one when I go on Google and I search it there. I don't need to click on people's ads and, oh, if you put in this affiliate link, I don't care about affiliate links, bro. I just want I just want you to tell me how to get get off a of stage two boss. You know, like, what are we talking about? And like I've timed it when I when I used to like actually, you know, sit through this stuff and people will literally have like a. 15 minute video or maybe let's say a seven minute video and then at seven minutes five of it will be the ad and they i mean they will literally be just talking and talking and talking and talking about this product or whatever and i'm just like you really spent over 50 percent of your time on this video talking about talking you know speaking out an ad so this isn't a video about you know, what I clicked on, it's just a full blown ad. So you should just label it as an ad and just move on. You know, it's just weird to me. You know, I, and, and look, I love I love my Twitch streamers. I, I got a lot of people on Twitch that I watch. I hope they all make it big. I really do. You know, because I think I think the most fantastic thing is for people to get paid to do what they love. Right. But you, you know, or at least I know. 90 percent of the creators, YouTubers and, and, you know, Twitch streamers and like they don't love what they're doing. I think I think it's very few of them that love, love, love what they're doing. You know, like to me, it's just it's night and day. How can, how can you how can you how can you be on OnlyFans and say you love your job? <laughs> you know, like really? Like there's no way. And if you and if you do OnlyFans and you walk away thinking I love my job, then you have something mentally wrong with you and you need to seek professional help. 
That's just my take on it. That's just my take on it. Like, I think, I think, I think the way that it should be, like, I think it should be looked at like this. I think social media, social media should be something that should be fun, right? It should be a fun pastime. And if you do generate some type of funds from your engagement on social media, then it should be something to subsidize the work that you do in life. Now, if it begins to become more than what you make in life, then yes, perfectly applicable to, you know, switching out and saying, okay, I was able to stop doing this nine to five so I can focus on doing this because at that point it's, it's a, it's proven, it's a proven endeavor. And I've seen plenty of people make those type of transitions. And I think that it's perfectly valid, you know, but what I don't find valid is, you know, like even, even if you go on Instagram today, you know, you got all of these people there. It's so funny. They're doing all these trend dances and all this other stuff. And I, and I, I, it boggles my mind. I'm like, how in the hell do you have 13,000 views doing a dance that someone else did before you? And not only that, like, who the hell are the 13,000 people that are watching this or have seen this? And, you know, like when, you know, and then when age becomes a factor, that's when it really becomes a nightmare because it's like, okay, you know, you got these, you know, younger, impressionable people, you know, for all intents and purposes, just having fun online. But what does it really mean when you got maybe an eight, nine year old who, you know, who labels themselves as a blogger and as an influencer and as a model? What is it really saying about the 30,000 followers that they have? at at the age nine and you know all the you know ravenous comments that they get to me that would be a freaking nightmare that would be a freaking nightmare and and honestly i don't see how people or these corporations or even these parents aren't monitoring this stuff But I actually had a conversation about that where it was like, yo, the parents are monitoring it. But guess what? 30,000 views. That's that it it equals revenue. Some way or another, it turns into money. And then do you think that said parents are going to give up, you know, ten thousand dollars? over 10,000 dirty comments from, you know, people that are well over the age of the person who's in said video. No, they, they won't. They'll absolutely take the payoff. And that's why I feel like there has to be something different done in social media, like we got to start questioning, you know, the integrity of what we're allowing people to do online. I, I honestly feel like, you know, it's, it's not like, like, you know, like what I, like what I, what I know about Twitch, you know, is that a lot of gamers are there, right? 
But how do you have videos where it's just chicks just sitting there, you know, in bikini tops or whatever? And you just got all these dudes just thirsting and 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 tipping and, and you know, donating for what? Like for what? For what effort? Oh, if you donate fifty dollars, I'll write your name on my on my boob. Like what? Like where? Like where are we really at? You know, like this. Like I'm I'm t- I'm telling you, man. Like th- this is this is like the culture that I fear. And when you think about it in all of those different aspects, none of it makes sense because you got you got these women that are you got these women that are exploiting themselves. You know, you got men who are exploiting, you know, the value of women. But then in public, when, you know, there's an expression upon said woman, then you're just in direct violation. Unless you're paying for it, you know, like it's it's so weird. It's you know, I (laughs) that's why I look, I told you guys, we're just we're shooting the breeze today. That's pretty much all I wanted to do. Um but before I go, I do want to let you guys know, um, I got my I got my skateboard stolen and I was super mad about it. I don't know if you guys ever because um, I think I've posted my uh, skateboard on Twitter when I had Twitter. I think I posted it on Instagram. It was a really dope skateboard. Um, Powell Peralta deck. Um, it was um, I had some OJ. uh hybrid cruiser wheels on it just a just a lot i i mean i was so proud of that deck because that was my first deck that uh that was my first board that i constructed myself you know i i was super super proud and yeah like i I love to ride and you know i've definitely fallen you know i can't do a trick to save my life but you know i definitely like to try um and yeah, just up and gone, man. Like I don't, I, I was super, um, lost on, because here's the thing. I keep it in my, I keep it in my car, right? Like I, I keep it in my, in my car. It's in the trunk. My trunk has a huge hatchback window and I always have my skateboard standing upright. And I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I, cause there's no other, ex, there's no other explanation for where it went. Like there's no other explanation. And I've looked everywhere for it. And I've just come to the conclusion. I think somebody got in my car and they took my skateboard. And I remember thinking, I was like, well, why didn't they take anything else? And this is, this is one of those things that had me kind of 50, 50 on like whether somebody took it or whether I just misplaced it. Um, because I said there was so much more in my car that anybody could have taken. They could have taken anything. I, I had podcast equipment in there. I had microphones. I got I, my Nintendo Switch is is like in the trunk. Like it, there was so much in the trunk. And the skateboard is the only thing gone. And I'm just like, that is super freaking weird. So, um, so yeah, it, and it was it was really crazy because I didn't notice until I decided I was going to get my second deck, which now is my first deck because my first deck is gone. <laughs> but I was going to get my second deck, which also is a Pal Peralta, and it actually um, it actually mimics the 
the uh, the style of the first one, which was pretty dope. It was it's like a it's like a grizzly bear with a very static look on his face, and um, and the first board was you know done in a very nature naturistic type of uh, vibe. It, a lot of blues, a lot of greens, a lot of browns, um, just nature vibes all on on it and just loved it and the second one that i got was basically like i don't know like you know think anakin skywalker for the first board and darth vader for the second one i mean it was just it like total contrast it was blacks grays reds i mean i actually posted uh new pictures on instagram um and it's just like it the vibe is just like so sick but it was funny because it was like when i originally when I was originally thinking of the concept of building this board, the one that I've just recently constructed, I was thinking, oh, I just want this. I definitely want this to just kind of be like my dark side board. So I was thinking like, you know, this one I'm going to get, you know, if I can stand it, I'm going to get either black or either get all black or uh, get a uh, red uh, grip tape on the top. You know, the bottom is already in, you know, the different color schemes. I'm going to get red trunks, which I actually ended up getting the red trunks. I'm going to try to get some, you know, either black wheels or get red wheels with black uh, accents or something like that. I actually ended up getting yellow ones. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like, at you know, at this point, once I lost or misplaced or the other one got stolen, I said, nah, I think I'm going to just vibe and just kind of just let it be all over the place so my 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 board now it has a pretty sick uh grip tape on it it's like bluish it has all these different shades of blue and it just reminds me of my old board now and then like the yellow wheels kind of remind me of my old board but then you know you got the sick uh red trunks and uh the um the uh Pal Peralta uh illustration that's pretty sick they they make some they make some really sick boards I think I think that's probably my favorite um deck builder like there's so many people who build amazing uh decks but like all the styles that i have found that them and an element like element um the element decks that i've seen you know like that those were like the first decks that i i really really wanted like i've seen i saw like a lot i was like this is totally my style this is my vibe you know i could totally like i'm i'm really down with the direction that these boards are going but when i saw that that first pal peralta i was like yeah no gotta go with this one and yeah like like and i've been you know on their site and just looked at all their other different styles and just everything just resonates with just me as a person so i'm like yeah i think this brand is probably where i'm gonna stick you know getting any decks going forward and as far as like my wheels man like i you know like i'm not a I am not a skater by default, you know, like I don't, I can't do tricks, you know, I can just ride on the board and let it coast and just, you know, like I don't really, I don't really want to be on cruising wheels because I definitely want the ability to, hey, have somebody who is a skater say, let me see your board and then they can just, you know, do a kickflip or an ollie or shove it or whatever and, you know, it's like, I could totally do that on your board. They wouldn't be able to do it if I was just sitting on these big fat cruisers. So the first deck that I had, I had some um, some OJ. Um, they were these hybrid 
uh, uh, wheels, but they like they were kind of like partially cruisers, but they could still do uh, street tricks. And um, man, I love those. And for all the intent of trying to get those for this deck that I just did, I couldn't find them for anything. I don't know if like they discontinued them or what, but it's like I could not find those freaking wheels and I was so upset. Um, and I actually with the old deck, which I, I still have, I still have these wheels cause I actually wanted to get some harder wheels. Um, so I went and got some, uh, Santa Cruz slime balls and those I, I wrote on them like maybe once or twice and they felt really good. And I, like I said, I still have them, but I just thought when I got this deck together, I was like, you know, let me go ahead and let me, let me build, let me get some more Santa Cruz wheels. Um, let me just get them softer so that they can give me that same feel as those OJs did. I haven't ridden it yet, so I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm excited um, to actually try it, but it's been raining over here in California. Um, you know, it's all wet and nasty, so I think I'm going to wait until, you know, I get some really uh, dry ground and then I'm able to skate and check it out. But we'll see. So, Anyway, uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed uh, this episode. Like I said, this is basically me shooting the crap with you guys. Um, you know, I like to sit around and just kind of, you know, make everything a vibe and, you know, just enjoy myself. And, and I really enjoy, like I said, coming around and just kind of talking and, and just doing me. So um, don't have Twitter anymore. So unfortunately don't have anywhere to point out and say hey come check me out but you guys can check me out on podbean so um if you listen to this um on podbean shoot me a comment or something and just you know let me know how i'm doing let me know what you're digging let me know what you're feeling let me know uh you know your particular um views on anything that i bring up in any episode and i'll be more than happy to you know either address you personally or on the show so that is what that is well you guys already know the deal you know how i get down take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys